What's up, Kiki crew? It's your girl, Coco, and I am back. Sorry for the slight hiatus, but you know life happens. Um, if you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic is. And so today I have with me a fellow podcaster, her name is Michelle, and she is from the Thirst Trap Podcast. So you want to go ahead and say what's up and just give a slight introduction. Hello, 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 everyone. I am Michelle. I am one of two parts of the Thirst Trap Podcast. Uh, my host name is Brittany, um, and we go live on Tuesday nights and have the conversation. Um, it's not necessarily based around anything in particular, um, but we do have conversations that people are, you know, nervous or timid to have. And so we enjoy having them live and the interaction always makes it fun and enjoyable. And so we love it. And I will say, so I actually did my, like my first live uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was actually nice to interact with people as I was having the conversation so I can definitely understand the the like of doing a podcast in that forum. Um, so, yeah. Sometimes you get your crazies. Like at first, when we first started to go live, I didn't know how to hang up on folks. I didn't know <laughs> how to hang up on people. But then I was like, okay, you got to go. Like, you know, <laughs> you want people to respect your platform. And if they can't do it, you got to kind of, you know, lead by example. So, yeah. So I've learned how to hang up on people because everyone does not, you know, deserve a platform <laughs> because they don't treat it right. Because pe people definitely be out there cutting up. You give them an opportunity, uh, they will take a mile. Give them an inch, they will take a mile. <laughs> so yeah, I had to learn how to hang up on folks. So you learn how to, you want to know how to go live, make sure you know how to hang up on somebody. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> <laughs> but as y'all know, we start every episode with the drink with Coco. And as always, the drink is recommended by the guest. And today, Michelle is drinking the Barefoot Sweet Red Blend Wine, which is also one of my favorites just for a chill, laid back time in the house, get you a little buzz going. So what exactly, you know, made you decide to use that as your drink for today? Um, like you said, it's just, it's, it's just a go-to wine. Um, I worked in an Italian restaurant and so a lot of Californian wines I'm like attracted to. Okay. So the Moscato, the Sweet Red Blend, especially the Barefoot. Um, and they, you know, they're pretty popular with those drinks. So I, I can rely and trust. Yeah. Getting a good, you know, a good drink and work. And you know, they inexpensive too. They not going to break the bank. Right, exactly. They are, and they're big bottles. Mm -hmm. if you, I mean, there's four glasses of wine in the average bottle. So in those bottles, it's at least, you know, eight glasses. So yeah. <laughs> double. Exactly. <laughs> what I need, you know? Yes. So now that we got the drink with cocoa going, we're going to go ahead and get into the word on the street. So our first little piece of, you know, tea we want to sip on today is about Hazel E. So if you are familiar with Love and Hip Hop LA, and I will be honest, I haven't watched it in maybe a few years, but 
when I last watched it, Hazel E was on the show. And I think it was just her presence being on the show. Like you could tell she had had a lot of plastic surgery. And honestly, I don't even remember a time where I saw her with like prior to her having surgery. So, I mean, that goes to show you like how much she has had done. Like she's a totally different person from what I can see um, from previous pictures before she was like super popular. Cause I ain't going to say famous, but popular right, um, right. up until recently. And mm-hmm. so um, as of right now, why she is in the media is because she had an infection from getting a tummy tuck last year. And I know last year, she was in the media for about the same reason because she was having complications with having her mommy make over after she had her baby. And so they're saying that this infection is stemming from that surgery last year. So, you know, what are your thoughts on the situation? Well, I, I am not a woman that actually agrees with going underneath the knife. I, I don't. I personally don't. Um, however, if other people do it, I always say that, you know, you have to do your research. I think that when these celebrities get into a certain um, money bracket, um, mm-hmm. that they do what they see other people do. And it's like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so had their baby and they got snatched right back and Cardi B can have her baby and she got her stomach sucked right back out and, you know, booty and thighs looking all good right after she had her baby. I just feel like, you know, if you're going to do it, then anything that happens after that initial, you know, cut, incision, slice, or however, whatever they do, sewing it back up, First of all, it's painful, and um, second of all, you have to, you have you have to. I don't I don't feel bad. Like I don't feel bad for her. Yeah, I don't feel bad because um, you you're doing something that's not natural to your body, and so that's something that you have to make. We already have to maintain our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. We already have to be good stewards over our bodies. So if you don't want to do that over your own body, but then you want to, you know, get cut open and have a doctor position this here and position that there, then when you get an infection, it's part of the process. Mm-hmm. Like they got to go right back in and do whatever they have to do. So I don't necessarily feel bad. Like, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's all part of the process. It's just not for me. I wouldn't want, I, I wouldn't want it. I, I yeah. wouldn't want, it. I wouldn't want it. I don't feel, I don't feel bad for her either. Um, But I am someone who agrees with plastic surgery. I haven't had any, um, but I do feel like, say somebody been in the gym, working out, eating healthy, and maybe it's just some problem areas that you can't necessarily get to do what you want it to do, then okay, do what you need to do. And I think, but what I think happens is a lot of these celebrities, and I, it's, it's a, um, a illness, body dysmorphia, where right. people feel like they constantly have to be doing something to themselves in order to be perfect. And I think that's what Hazel E could potentially be um, suffering from because this isn't her first time going under the knife and they they do it so often. And that could also be a reason that she's getting this infection is because you're doing it too much. Yeah, like you just did it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
give your body a chance to heal. Give it a chance to get used to what you just did to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think doesn't, um, is it Tammy Roman? Doesn't she mm-hmm. have that like a body dysmorphia type of, she thinks yeah. that she's fat. And so she, you know, is I don't think she's undergoing any surgery. I could be wrong. She but had I don't, a BBL before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't know that, but yeah, like, it's just like, I, I, I if you're going to do it, you know, all these things that happen afterwards, are going to happen, but I think I like I, I, K Michelle, right? Mm-hmm. She ha- she now has this show. Um, um, my something kill is killing my life. I, I forget what it's called. I, I, I think it's my body is killing my life or something. Uh, like something like that, right? Yeah. So you're going to undergo it, and you're going to do it, and you see that it's having negative effects on your body. Then mm-hmm. educate people before yeah. they do it. I would rather see you know, something like that happen, then you to continuously promote going underneath of the knife. And now you got to get this infection out, but maybe two years later, you might do something else. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least educate people on what's going on. Um, yeah. not try to glorify the act of what everybody else is doing just because it's in Hollywood. Yeah. And I, I had a girl come on the show, a uh, shout out to Dash Priestley, um but she came on the show to discuss her experience with plastic surgery and I will say she definitely gave the the real raw feelings because she was literally going through her um I don't know why I'd be forgetting words sometimes but she was literally going through the healing process after having a BBL so the thoughts and things the information that she gave us was literally based on her experience at that time And I thought it was important to have her talk about it because you see so many of these celebrities get on social media after they've had surgery. And it's like, oh, her body looked good, you know, X, Y, Z. But we don't see that they're still swollen after surgery or um, just the the things that go along with it like yeah, I, know, I know how so. your skin itch up under your skin you know what I'm saying and, yeah. and nobody talks about that yeah I mean I know someone who who um got her her uh I guess I guess you could consider it a BBL but like you know you have to go and get your skin massaged mm-hmm. you know like you know drain holes and things like that like that mm-hmm. stuff just seems so painful to me I like look mm-mm. no no I, no so I couldn't do it, it couldn't be me. <laughs> you know I definitely say to each its own um like I said I'm not opposed to it I do at some point plan on getting some plastic surgery when when I'm gonna do it I don't know Okay. Because uh, a lot of people are saying you should do it before you have kids. Some people say do it after you have kids. But, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's whatever. Right, um, right. Not even sure if I am going to do it, but it's something I'm definitely considering. About, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you do, I would love to, you know, circle back around with you to see how your experience goes. Maybe you can come on our podcast and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely do that. But I'm going to tell you, ain't going to be no time soon. <laughs> Uh, not now. Just think uh, about uh, it. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't desperate enough to shit. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but you know, I, I definitely hope that Hazel E will or anybody that has considered getting plastic surgery or has done it before, like really do your research on who the doctor is that you're going to, because I know a lot of people will go out of the country because it's less expensive and things like that. And sometimes you have to think about it. Like, I'm not saying America is the best, but in the same token, there are reasons and rules and regulations behind these types of surgery because of the liability that comes along with it. And so to me, with my health being a part of my, one of my utmost priorities, I wouldn't want to just put my life in some unregulated doctor's hands. Right, right. Yeah. A lot of people, I think they count the cost and they want to see what's the most inexpensive route when Mm -hmm. that's probably going to be the most, um, expensive route you know trying yeah. to cut the corners mm-hmm. so I would, agree. I would agree definitely do your research um you know and really and 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 really ask yourself you know even before the research really do a deep dive and you know ask yourself why you want to do this and you know how it will make you feel better and you know you know kind of go over that that with yourself in the mirror because mm-hmm. you know while I think enhancing your body and doing things like that, um, is, is definitely an individual choice. It definitely has to be to me, uh, uh, kind of a spiritual thing too, because you're really yeah. altering your body and your body is your temple. So mm-hmm. when you decide to do something different with it, you just have to really make sure that, you know, you're going to be okay with that and that you'll be, some people don't like the changes that they actually, you know, <laughs> bring to their body. So yeah. I would say really think long and hard about it. Definitely. So now on to somebody I feel like who has confirmed a lot of our suspicions as to the um, the the interactions of her marriage is Ashley Darby from The Real Housewives of Potomac. Now I originally was not watching that series. Um, just because I will say as much as I like reality TV, I do try and limit the amount of reality TV I watch, but so many people were like, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. So I literally like binged a whole bunch of seasons until I got caught up, I think last season. And, um, so Ashley Darby has filed for legal separation from her husband after being married for eight years. Now, the reason I said that she has confirmed that, confirmed what everybody thought about her marriage is because he is an older white man, probably has 30 years on her, and she's a young, nice looking girl. And it's kind of just like, girl, what you see in this man? Because he's not attractive. So what is it? Um, But you know, it it comes down to everybody was thinking initially it was money because she was a bartender or server at one of his restaurants and that's how they met. And I will honestly say, I feel like this is, this is like a come up for her because you, you went from being poor to living this lavish lifestyle, driving nice cars, living in a nice penthouse, Yes, she has had two children from this marriage, which I think also helps her in her separation or divorce because now she's going to get money 
from having children. And so the stipulations to their prenup was they had to be married for so many years, or if she left before then, she'd get nothing. And then they did a postnup to rearrange some things. And then, of course, she's getting money for having children. And because she has met the time quota specified in the prenup or postnup, so now she's going to get money. And it just makes sense that at this point in time and based on the history of their relationship that she would finally say enough is enough and leave now that she knows she's going to be financially taken care of yeah i mean honestly she when they say you hit the jackpot like she's someone who hit the jackpot mm-hmm. you know she she's in a position where this man is agreeing to take care of her upon their departure from one another mm-hmm a lot of men who willingly you know do that who say okay I'm gonna put this clause in this agreement or this contract that we have because let's face it half of these ninjas out here don't have it like that to do it like right (laughs) so she hit the jackpot it's just like you know they had they they spent and and mind you I believe in marriage like Mm -hmm. I believe that you know you should marry someone settle down y'all y'all spend life together but have children all that good stuff but if you think about it, they did that. It's almost like life after life. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they, they got married, mm-hmm. had the children, mm-hmm. and it's been eight years. The, the time in the, in the, in the, um, in the marriage uh, contract is, is, is now here. Yeah. And so now they can have another life if they would like to. And he's taken care of, she's taken care of, mm-hmm. the kids are taken care of. Yeah. I mean, anybody really losing here? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I, I, and, Look, they're going to be bound together because of the kids. Mm-hmm. So they can still have a very, you know, amicable relationship based on being, you know, parents. Yeah. I, look, she played her cards right. A lot, a lot of women can't say that they, you know, have have hit this type of situation. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. to some of the rich and famous. Yeah. But look, look, I, I, I ain't mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm 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 definitely not mad about the situation um, because like you said there aren't enough people who can who can even say we did a prenup because ninjas ain't got nothing you know what I'm saying (laughs) you know out here you know dragging people to court don't even know if they the child of the the, I mean the the father of the child right we try to get try to get something and then be mad that they are single moms are left with anything and it's like because you didn't go after somebody who had something yep now you that's mad. the thing right there people can be upset about how she went about going through this situation or whatever but at the end of the day it all comes down to making sure that you're going to be good in this life and now that she has children making sure her children are going to be good in this life like yep. nobody want to struggle Let's be real. Nobody want to struggle. Nobody want to live paycheck to paycheck. And so if you encounter, I definitely feel like if you encounter someone who is willing to take care of you and say like, okay, let's do a prenup. Like, of course, they want to protect their assets because without a prenup, you basically would be entitled to half of everything that they own from business or whatever that you had nothing to do with 
So yeah. why would you, why should you get a piece of that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if that man in the beginning is saying, let's do a prenup so that I can protect my assets. Okay, cool. And then if we make it a certain amount of time, then I will give you part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like you earned it at that point. Yeah. And, and I, like I said, there's not many men that's, that would do that, that would consider you even after the breakup and, and willingly consider you, consider mm-hmm. you. Like you have people that take you to court and, you know, y'all going through alimony. It's like, are you divorced yet? No, it's taking a while. You know how these things go. We can't agree on this. We can't agree on that. We can't agree on this. Right. You know, at least it was something that was just like, okay, I'm protecting my assets, but I'm also going to still cover you, mm-hmm. you know, as a husband. Because at this point, she'll be an ex-wife. It's not right. like she's just a mom you know so he's still covering her as a husband and like you said the the age you know you got to think about the age difference too you know a lot of the, the reason why older men um you know get married or separated is, uh, is the reasoning is a lot different from you know people in their 30s and their 40s you yeah know what I mean? he's an older man he's established he has what he needs maybe at this point he just wants a companion maybe he don't want no wife yeah. <laughs> maybe he just wants somebody that he can call up and just be like hey can we go to the movies and relax yeah. like I didn't live that marriage life I mm-hmm. got my kids you know so at his age it's just like he's living his life and he's in a he's affording her to live her life as well and you just don't find that much Exactly. I, I ain't mad at a girl. Both of y'all live y'all lives. Be happy. Mm-hmm. Children and, and the then children, the children pay got, got money too. They don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you think about it, I think it's best to do a prenup because yeah. you're you're saying it's not. I don't think a prenup is saying like we go and get divorced. I just think it's a it's an agreement to say if in the event that we don't make it, like mm-hmm. I care and love enough, you know, love you enough to want to take care of you in the end. Because right. when you're going through a divorce, it can be messy, it can be hurtful, and it's just like you might not at the end of the day, you might be like, I don't want to take care of this bitch when exactly. we get like. <laughs> And people are vindictive like that. They mm-hmm. are, you know, and 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 honestly, you really can't tell people what to do with their money. Exactly. You know, you, it, unless there is an agreement involved. Mm-hmm. Unless you have an agreement involved, you can't tell nobody to, to be, I can't even tell the person who owed me $20 to give it back to me because we ain't signed no contract. At this point, it's a gift. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. a gift. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we ain't signed on the dotted line saying you got to give it back to me. So at this point, it's a gift. Yeah, pretty much. And so I I definitely think Ashley Darby, whether she was in love with this man when they got together or not, um, she she lived her life with this man in marriage the past eight years. They had two children and she is going to be compensated for those eight years. Yeah. Can't be mad at her. And and giving him more children. (laughs) That part, you know, like I, I just feel like they, they, they were a couple who were able to work it out amongst, you know, what they had going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it worked for them, and it works for their offspring. Then it just works, period. No matter what anyone has to say. But this is one of the better stories I've ever heard yeah. <laughs> about prenups and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I will definitely say. Um, when it comes to thinking about maybe the grounds as to why she's legally separating for, from him, I definitely think it was needed 
because mm-hmm. it's every season this man is embarrassing her on that show. I was going to say now I have not watched the actual season and the dynamic of their relationship. I just know the money part and, and what's going on there. So what exactly happened um, in the season to the point where she's just like, okay, I can't take it anymore. Cause eight years is still a while, you know? Yeah. So in the first season that they were a part of, he, I guess, one of the other husbands on the show, he was like caught, like grabbing his ass on camera. Um, Some of the production team, he has kind of like hit on male production team members. Um, He was caught with some stripper going to a hotel room. Um, And this was in a later season, but there have been so I think he was also saying to somebody else on the on the cast that he would suck one of the other the husband, one of the other husband's penises. You know, it's it's just been a lot of things around that nature. And probably that, a whole double life. Mm-hmm. But I think they were like um swingers when they mm-hmm. first got together. And then I think like after she had babies or her first child, she was like, she kind of wanted to fall back or slow down from that lifestyle. And I think he wanted to continue for it. See, I always, you can't go full throttle sexually with a man and then say, let's pump the brakes. Exactly. Um, it's not something that you could do with a man because you're, you're literally, when you're going in there saying we could do everything right off the bat, you're literally giving him um, a, a golden ticket mm-hmm. to just open up the, you know, those can of worms. And then when you try to close, you know, close them, the worms are like everywhere. They're not going back inside of the door because you didn't already let them out. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, especially swingers. I mean, look, this man is liable to look, be attracted to anybody, you know, yeah. anytime. And so when you're that, again, when you're that old, you're looking for anyone who's going to be down for that type of lifestyle with you. You don't want no, you don't want someone uh, that, that, that's thinking about children. That's not because that's not your, your focus. You know, you may think about them to take care of them, but to nurture them and, you know, do that stuff that mothers do. Mm -hmm. You still think about them parties. I I agree. I definitely think that um, I had a friend tell me one time, she said, you don't want to open up your relationship to that can of worms, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's I will definitely say I have considered some type of poly lifestyle just to to accommodate. Like running into like norms or like your man cheating and things like this. Well, like if we're open you know, then it's okay that you do that. But then when you really think about it, I definitely think you should do it because that's something that you want to do and not because you're trying to lessen the blow if your man is cheating on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that is going to help the situation. (laughs) No, it's definitely not. It's going to make it worse um, before it actually gets better because you're just you're not even teasing a man's appetite. You're just saying here's an open buffet and just get what you want. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And I don't think that you should um, you should withhold from a man, but you also should not um, just open the floodgates open either. It has to be something that you both decide on. And if that's the case, like children can't be, 
you know, the next step in the mm-hmm. relationship. After you, yeah. done did that, you know what I mean? Like, get yeah. those out the way. Make sure you just ready to just get your groove back or something like that. Because yeah. to go backwards with a man, he gonna look at you like, are you serious? Are you crazy? Like, right. I got all 50 some flavors and now you want me to go back to one? Mm-hmm. You tripping. You tripping. Yeah. You smoking something. And I, whatever it is, don't give it to me because... And- I do think, like you said, a man his age, like he's at an age where he's probably been a husband, a family man before. And now, like you said, he wants to live his life out loud. And somebody that the person that he with needs to be okay with that lifestyle. They have to be okay with it. They have to be okay with him either paying them to live their life and be with him and be okay with that lifestyle and be available when he needs it. Or they have to be okay with being right by his side while he do it. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're totally down with it. Yeah. You know? So either way, you're being compensated or you're being you're in the mix. But on one side, it's just like, oh, well, you know what I mean? He affords me to live in this big house. I really don't care what he do. And yeah. another, on the, on the other token is you, you that, you're that girl that's down to do whatever he wants. He Look, he no one is 60 year old, however old he, he probably got both. He, he yeah. has one in the trenches. Yes. And he has the one in the mansion. Like, yes. you know, when he's going to get out the trenches, he goes and takes the elevator up to his mansion and still got a shorty in a bad way for him. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's the best of both worlds. And you can't be mad at him. You know what I mean? It's, it's either if you can't beat him, join him. Is, is that what they say? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's that's him. And most men with money feel like that's okay. And why not? And mm-hmm. keep it moving. There's nothing new underneath the sun. Exactly. So now that we got the word on the street out the way, we going to go ahead and get into the main event, the hot cup of cocoa. Ew. So in this week's hot cup of cocoa, Michelle and I are going to discuss thirst trap culture. And I thought it was fitting because her podcast is titled Thirst Trap Podcast. So what made y'all actually come up with the concept of your podcast? Uh, So many things. Um, But the main thing is um, I've always been um, uh, intellectual. I go in. I, I see the meaning of a lot of things on deeper levels. And I always wanted to do a podcast and was always thirsty for information. Thirsty. Mm-hmm. Oh, how did I, I should start off by saying, I'm sorry. I was adopted at nine. So I was always thirsty for information. Cause it was like, I didn't, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know my family. I don't know. And that creates a, um, I, I would say a deeper yearning to just know myself and within knowing myself, knowing you know, how information around me affects me without me actually knowing my biological family. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So with that being said, 
the Thirst Trap podcast was my way of having these conversations and being intuitive with other people to see what they were thirsty for, to see, you know, what kind of um, surroundings they were uh, uh, in where they were thirsty for love or acceptance or, you know, um, wanting to do certain things and couldn't. We just have conversation that allows us to be inclusive in conversation because a lot of people are thirsty for conversation. They don't know who to turn to. But you have people that come onto the onto the podcast, they're vulnerable, they're able to cry, they're able to talk about things that they're not necessarily able to talk about in other um, um, spectrums, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the third strap for us is like, you know, you're beautiful, you're intelligent, but you also have something that other people may want or may need. And usually right. you're thirsty for something, you go get something to drink to quench your thirst. So mm-hmm. that's the main, that's the main um concept is that you you know when you're when you come to the thirst trap podcast you're going to get something refreshing mm-hmm. something that you know you may have been talking about two seconds ago yeah. but you have a perspective now on this on this platform you know i think it's very like the name is definitely more than what it sounds like mm-hmm. and i like how y'all tie that into it's not necessary we're not necessarily out here thirst trapping but you know, your knowledge, your thirst for knowledge is pushing you to, to go down these little trap doors to yeah. delve into more information, which I think is definitely important to highlight because there are a lot of things that I talk about on this show that could definitely be tapped into just a little bit more than just the surface stuff. But, you know, you try and keep things to a to a minimum because right. you don't want people to be like, oh, they on here just talking and talking and talking, you know. Right. <laughs> but but are- um, it definitely opens up for more dialogue, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've had the poly conversation on our um, on our platform. Um, we talked about, you know, the swimmer who is a male who, you know, identifies as a, ma- a female and, you know, won the NCAA gold. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about certain things that, maybe taboo we had our after dark segment where you know we talk about sex and things like that just where we can like you said go down those avenues where the trap doors are where it's just like oh we weren't allowed to talk about that but now we can talk about it right Um, and I enjoy it because there is no judgment you know I I've never no matter who I come across my, my whenever I come across you experience you my um job is not to judge you mm-hmm. I mean we're I could probably relate to someone off the street in 2.5 seconds so yeah. judging is the last thing I should be doing because we're more relatable than we are different mm-hmm. so and so today we are talking about th- thirst trap culture but I definitely think that can tap into a deeper conversation than just the surface level stuff. And so one of the first things I want to kind of talk about is just starting out with the, are there any celebrities that you think post thirst traps or, or try too hard to, to give off this sexualized persona? Um, try this who tries too hard um I don't know about now um 
I remember back in the day, like you had your, you know, your DMXs and your jaw rules and then with the shirts off and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody thought Beyonce, of course, was a thirst trap, you know, back in the 2000s and things like that. Um, but well, Beyonce always going to be a thirst trap. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Beehive, don't come for me. Um, <laughs> um, but who's a thirst trap now? Um, Tyrese was a huge thirst trap back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, I'm trying to think who is one now. I don't know who would you say is a huge thirst trapper now. So my my main the person I feel who is a legit thirst trap now is Chloe Bailey. Uh see, but I okay, I, I yeah, she yeah, you're right. You you hit the nail on the head on that one. Now I really like I like her. I like her music. Um but how she's putting it out there, I feel like it's hypersexualized. I do and then I don't. I have mm-hmm. such a, a 50-50 with her because um, there is no way for a woman to subtly, she's in music and arts and, 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 and you know, music, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. where you're creative you're, you're, you're extending your, um, portfolio of how far you can go as a creator. Um, I'm an English major. So, you know, you, you write, you read, you, you tell these stories. And so for women, there really is no way to kind of inch out there, you Mm -hmm. know, with your sexuality, right. It's either you're confident in it or you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, and because she's in a arena, where it's like, okay, do we expect to see her in button-ups or do we expect to see her kind of in pinup? Because she went from being a child actor and, you know, singer to now, you know, she's an adult. So as an adult, you can do adult things. And I think, you know, she ain't singing praise and worship music. So we can't really expect her to look like, you know, the usher at the door when you were walking in the church. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, some people just get a little bit uncomfortable with it because she's still not that far from her youth. Like, you know mm. what I mean? She's still young, but she's still a grown ass woman too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But people mm-hmm. don't see her as grown as like, let's just say a Beyonce. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, she, you know, she's a twin and twins are cute. And they got this, you know, this charming type of aura. But at the end of the day, Chloe is a woman and she's embracing her femininity. And I think she's doing it for her work. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know, Chloe, personally, I don't know if she's a bona fide hoe in these streets. I don't know if she'd be popping <laughs> for every, you know what I mean? I don't know those things, but yeah. I feel like as far as seeing her in her, her job, in her, in her profession and what she's doing, it doesn't make me think anything different from when Beyonce did it or when Jennifer Lopez did it or when mm-hmm. um, Selena did it. Like, you know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. all did it. They all shake their ass. They all, they all, they all did that. You know, they had the femininity lady thirst trapping. They're hot on, on lock. You yeah. know what I mean? She's just the newest one to do it, in my opinion. So I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it, but I can see how it's just like, <gasps> Not Chloe, like not little Chloe, not our little Chloe. Like you know what I mean? I can see how it's like your cousin, yeah, you know what I mean? being a, a a singer, and then she like, you know what I mean? Barely got clothes on, and you're like, oh no, 
But at the end of the day, if she's paying her bills and mm-hmm. she's not really harming herself and making a bad name for herself, then we can't hinder the good gifts that God gave her, you know? <laughs> you know, it's so like for everything that you brought up, I definitely agree with it. Um, and I do th- like oddly enough, and I, I really hate to even uh, agree with what I'm about to say <laughs> but <laughs> I, I will definitely say the older I get I feel like I'm starting to sound like an old person like girl yes don't need to be hanging out <laughs> you know <laughs> and so for me like seeing Chloe Chloe I think she has a great stage presence I think she is very talented and I guess like I don't necessarily feel like I need to see all of that in your performances. Like, yes, your song may be about sex, but I don't feel like you got to be popping it, dropping it low, ass cheeks hanging out to to get that across. So then when I think back to when I was in the early 2000s, listening to Ja Rule and DMX with they shirts off and whatever, like, I think it was them also trying to pull women, you know, women into listening to their music to appeal to women. So I definitely get it. Um, but I do feel like even though she's tapping into her femininity, tapping into being grown, mm-hmm. I do feel like for me, it's excessive. Like, I think you can do the bikini shots and whatever mm-hmm. without it being so excessive. No, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I just, you know, with, with, with Chloe, I feel like she's like the modern day female, like tank, mm-hmm. like, you know, how tank got all those, you know, uh-uh with me, like he got all those yeah. you know, sexy, like, you know, songs, like, you mm-hmm. know, what I mean? on the male level, you have women lusting after tank mm-hmm. and then Chloe, for a female, you have a lot of men lusting after her. Again, I I feel like, you know, if you're going to do it um, and get paid for it, then 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 do it. I know I know you're saying like, oh, I I sound like one of the old one of the old women. Your your booty ain't got to be shaking like that and all that that, (laughs) that there. But I do feel like, you know, uh, a lot of things are um I would say kind of like demonized by us kind of like you know what I mean like dancing is dancing and it is an expression of art depending on how you see things again I'm an English major so I was around art majors all the time so even pole dancing I ain't gonna lie to you there's some pole dancing that's very gracefully done Mm -hmm. that you can appreciate pole dancing I mean it's a sport it is a sport (laughs) <laughs> but different from going to the strip club in Atlanta or somewhere than really seeing who one seeing someone who embraces pole dancing as a sport, as exercise, as as a way to express themselves, as mm-hmm. a way to um, let off steam. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think even with dancing and, and singing and things like that, as long as you're able to express yourself in your art and you're proud of it. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't feel ashamed of yourself at the end of the night. I don't see anything. I, I honestly don't see anything wrong with it. And I was raised in the church. Like yeah. my dad, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't see anything. I mean, I wouldn't do it. 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily be pop locking the drop. Maybe in the mirror, in the kitchen, in the bathroom. Right. And hold oh, to myself like, okay, right. right. <laughs> but I wouldn't. But then again, if I was in the music industry, you know what I mean? And I had a, 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 a signed underneath of a label and I had a talent and I had a gift and I had a skill, mm-hmm. then I would use it to the best of my ability. And I wouldn't let anyone or anybody tell me, oh, well, you're doing too much of this. Mm-hmm. I would embrace it. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that you have to have a lot of confidence. What Chloe doing right now, you have to have a lot of confidence in who you are and where you're going. Right. It can't be a, it can't be a um, you know, this video is going to either make or break me. Whether this video makes or breaks me, I'm going to make another video. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't know with Chloe, I think, it, I think a lot of people could see her as, like not my little Chloe, but at the end of the day, I feel like Chloe got to grow too. You know, we can't keep people stuck. We can't keep them where we want to keep them because we're comfortable with that. If Chloe wants to shake her booty, I can appreciate a nice looking body. And maybe, maybe that's, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I want to shake, see it shake all the time, Mm -hmm. but if she puts out a beautiful piece of art, I can appreciate it. And I'm not going to be like, nah, you doing too much, Chloe. I'm like, hey, hey, Chloe, girl, now you know you did that, girl. (laughs) I was like, no, you did that. You did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. And I think that's the I think that's really what it is, is because I've seen her as a child. And I know they say like child actors and stuff have a hard time breaking right. that uh mold of being a child actor and now being an adult. And and I think that's what makes it hard for me to see Chloe in that way. But I will say one celebrity, I think who has gracefully made the transition from a child star to an adult is um, Zendaya. Okay. Okay. I think, I think she has definitely made a, um, a good transition. And mm-hmm. also just thinking back to when I was younger and where I am currently, like, I like to, it, it was, it's weird. Cause when I was in my twenties, I would literally like to just go to the club and sit and look cute. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I got in my thirties and it was like, man, I want to be in a club turning up. I want to be dancing. And now I'm in my mid thirties and I'm like, I'm back to just wanting to be in the club looking cute. Season <laughs> mm-hmm. she did a lot of, um, cause my daughter watched a lot of her, um, her stuff. She did a lot of child acting too. I think, I believe Chloe did a lot of child acting, but she still was always on the music side of things. Mm-hmm. And Dea did a lot of child acting, I believe. Yeah. Too, right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know my daughter watched a lot of, a lot I, of she, I can't remember if it was a show on Disney or if it was on Nickelodeon, but she definitely had a series on one of those. Yeah. One of those were, yeah, yeah. she was like a superhero or something. I forget. Yeah. Yeah, I ate some. Um, so yeah, but I, I would agree. She has um she has uh definitely uh gracefully grown into her um stardom, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. In Hollywood acting and um does she do music too? She does. Mm-hmm. Okay, she does music too. So yeah, I just I don't know. I just I just feel like they're I I, I also feel like with Chloe, they're they're grooming her not to necessarily be another Beyonce. But they are, you know, you you have people that come after other people. When so-and-so is gone, who's going to take their spot, right? Mm-hmm. So if you already can see that star shining, 
you know, you kind of, you know, you help them. I think back in the day, like with Mary J. Blige, um, well, she had a ditty. Like she had somebody that was like, yo, this girl is talented. Like we need her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she, I also feel like when you have somebody like a ditty, someone that's going to, and his team protect you, then you don't have this crazy image either because mm-hmm. remember Mary J, she, she, Mary J get it for the crazy dances that she had. Right. Yeah. And her, and her, her boots and her, you know, the way that she dressed and things like that, but she also had protection. And yeah. I feel like sometimes, you know, you have Chloe and you have her twin and you have Zendaya and things like that. Sometimes these artists don't necessarily have the protection that older artists have. And so they right. come out and have a crazy rap or, you know, you hear about them in the media because they don't have a team behind them or the people that are pulling them in the industry mm-hmm. aren't doing it for their best interest, their heart. They're just doing it because it's the next best thing. Yeah. Now in Chloe's, in Chloe's situation, um, I don't know if you've ever watched Grownish or whatever, but you know, she was on Grownish. Yeah. And there was an episode where she was on and I guess she had like maybe got a separate Instagram account from her sister And on this page, she was like, you know, posing provocatively, like just stepping into her woman like Mm -hmm. persona and nobody was liking it. You know, her dad didn't like it. The boyfriend didn't like it, like take it down. And to see like that is literally like what's transpiring in her personal life. Now, as far as her team goes, I do think she has a good team because she is under Beyonce's label. And, you know, Beyonce is all about women empowerment. So I definitely think that um, the team behind her is doing a good job. Um, And I honestly, I honestly believe like this is what she wants to portray. I don't necessarily think this is the machine being like, you got to be naked. Um, And what I will say when you talk about like who is going to take Beyonce's place, I definitely think she has a good chance at doing that. And then that made me think about Normani. Mm. Normani had like all this buzz around her when she first broke out from Fifth Harmony and you know we everybody was thinking like oh she's gonna be super amazing super amazing but to me personally and this is just my opinion everyone but to me personally Normani hasn't done anything to make me feel like she could be the next Beyonce Mm. you know like her music I don't listen to a lot of her music honestly (laughs) I I don't either um the one song that she came out with it was I can't remember what it was but everybody was like she did that she did that and I was like I'm not (laughs) impressed (laughs) um when Wild Side first came out it definitely had to grow on me Mm. but I'm like it's almost a, a cover or you know now everybody is remaking everybody's old songs. Yeah. Got it. But I don't feel like she elevating these songs none. It's just like you just somebody else that put some other lyrics to that that beat. Yeah, I can't re- I can't even if if I was on a game show right now, I couldn't give you three of her songs. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and like- and I definitely think Chloe, Chloe's music is original. I mean, because mm-hmm. Chloe is an artist. So yeah. I don't expect anything less from her. I believe she writes her own music, you know, and, and it shows. She produces yeah. some. 
you know, so I definitely believe like she definitely has the potential. Um, and, and maybe her showing this more sexy side of her is just giving more of a, um, you know, more of the concept that she is a grown woman, you know, and maybe that's what she's trying to like push people to seeing her as, as a grown woman and not just a child. Yeah. And, and that she's not, you know, afraid of her femininity, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, doesn't scare her. It doesn't, it doesn't make her second guess herself mm-hmm. um, because a lot of women do not embrace it the way that I feel like they should yeah. um, have to be, you know, you don't have to be a skank or anything like that to embrace your femininity. You, you, it's okay to wear that high slit sometimes and show that thigh girl, like it's yeah. okay. Like, it's okay. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause you're a woman and you're beautiful and you know, I think that Chloe does a good job of doing what she does and um, probably, and, and I don't know her personal life, but also dealing with the um, the comments that she probably gets from it too. Yeah. So, like I said, it takes bravery to do what she's doing. You know what I mean? Because sure. she don't want to let go of that little girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I, I definitely think it's brave. Um, and, and she does, she's owning her femininity and her sexuality. And I don't think enough of us do it. Cause I know even me personally, like I wear a crop top when I feel like I'm in good shape enough to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do commend those who are bigger, who feel comfortable wearing more revealing clothes. But the bigger I get, the more I'd be like, ooh, I got to cover up. (laughs) Right, right. Cause it's just like, no, no, you should be seeing that. When in actuality, you know, embracing who you are means even on the bad days, I'm still me, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still beautiful. I'm still, it doesn't, but you know, that goes with um, just loving yourself. And I mm-hmm. think somebody like Chloe able to, you know, do a video, like treat me. And she's like in there, like in the, the soaking wet and like pop locking and dropping it away. It's just like you it's like you watch like oh I wish I could do that and then yeah. it motivates you to do that and then it like you know you ain't gotta be looking just like Chloe because I, I doubt that you are anyway but at the same time you know what I mean it's it's a good um, motivator even if you just listening to a certain song going to the gym or doing certain things it, it definitely um music is is definitely the gateway to the soul so mm-hmm. yeah yeah I definitely think that um it's, it's definitely more to a thirst trap in some instances. Now, of course, you got people out here really posting the thirst, thirst traps for the legit attention. But um, I also think like as far as being an entertainer, that also goes with that, that yeah. career path. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to do things to grab people's attention. Yeah, sex sells. And unfortunately, like we were talking about earlier, you know, with Hazel E and her, you know, infection and trying to get better and get that body back to, <clears throat> excuse me, what what it looked like <clears throat> pre-baby, excuse me. Um, that's that, it, the, the quicker that she gets back, the quicker she can make more money because her body is selling what everybody else's body looks like. Like, you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the 
more that she's out, the more that she's missing her bathing suit sh uh, sh uh, shoots or her her lingerie shoots or whatever. Those things sell. If you have the idealistic body, you can put anything on it like a mannequin and sell it. It's yeah. literally the walking billboard for the brand. You're so, right. You know, the thirst trap is that when I'm out of commission, my money's out of commission. Yeah. Right? And I think in that culture today, people do what it takes to make the money just to be someone's walking billboard. Mm -hmm. And you, you're right. That's exactly why sex sales is because you have to be able to grab people's attention. You, you have to be a walking billboard. And for these people who are in the limelight, having their body be on point, like that's how they make their money. You know, yeah. I remember even though Carrie Washington is not out here showing off her body, I do remember her saying while she was pregnant, it was one of the hardest things for her to continue to work and be pregnant because her body was how she, you know, provided for herself. And so um, it don't even have to necessarily be because I'm trying to show these abs or I'm trying to show my ass, but it's lit. People's wow. bodies are how they work. Yeah, like my job, my primary job is in the military. Mm -hmm. Even though I sit at a desk every day, I still mm -hmm. need to be able to run. I still need to be able to, you know, go do what I need to do if I have to deploy. You right. know what I'm saying? If my body is out of commission, it's some things I can't do, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. also a term of employment for me. So, yeah. you know, I, I wholeheartedly right. understand the concept of my body is how I make my living. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I think, you know, that's definitely the, uh, for a lot of thirst traps that you see, you know, that's, that's why they are, you know, classified as the, the thirst trap because I got to trap you somehow I gotta yeah. make thirst for it, you know, I got to trap you somehow. And if this is how I got to trap you, then so be it. So be it. So be it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I definitely think this episode was to have a deeper conversation of what being a thirst trap is or what a thirst trap is. And for celebrities, you know, as much as we like to not think that is the case, as wholesome as we want to make people, they do have to have the persona of a thirst trap in some instances. Do I necessarily think a lot of celebrities, especially like singers and actors do they need to rely on showing their bodies all the time I don't because like Chloe she's very she's a multifaceted artist and there's so much more to her but then you also have to think being feminine portraying sex that's what's gonna grab people's attention and the quickest mm -hmm, to get them to even listen to you yeah so you know, it's unfortunate, but that is the society that we live in. We we appreciate the more aesthetically pleasing um, concepts. Yeah. And it, I mean, it don't even, it doesn't even have to be a person. Mm -hmm. I know if I saw a cheesesteak that looked aesthetically pleasing, I would want to eat it. Basically. Like, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just um, um, human nature mm -hmm. to go have something that looks great. Yeah. And I mean, even... It's not just music, it's cars, cigarettes, like anything you can sell, 
people going to attach sex to it in some yeah. shape, form, or fashion. It may not be every angle of advertisement, but there is definitely going to be advertisement that surrounds around sex. The window, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Yep. Um, so I appreciate you for coming on the show this week, Michelle. Do you have any final words that you would like to say? Look, if you're going to make them thirsty, make them thirsty for something that they can't necessarily buy. Make them thirsty for something that only you can give them. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Mentally stimulate folks. Give yeah. them something to be wondering about, you know? Yeah. A little bit with like, oh, I need to, you know what? I, I need to run it back because I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to get what I need from this source. So definitely, you know, if you're going to make somebody thirsty, make them thirsty for something that they can't buy anywhere else. They have to get it with you. Yes. You want to let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media. Yes. I am at the underscore thirst trap podcast on Instagram, on uh, YouTube. We're at the thirst trap podcast. Um, and if you guys wanted to reach out to us, you can always reach out to us at thirst trap podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for coming on the show. Kiki Crew, I'm so happy to be back this week to give y'all some some content. But, you know, y'all can always follow me on social media at Kiking with Coco on all platforms. There is my website, kikingwithcocopodcast.com, where you can keep up with all the episodes. If you don't have social media, you can always hit my website up. And then, of course, y'all can hit me in the DMs or email me at kikingwithcocopie at gmail.com. However you choose to to contact me, I will interact with you. So, again, thank y'all for tuning in. And until next time, bye.